calling out the myths, misinformation, and BS in the wellness industry. This is the Big Mouth Pharmacist Podcast. Here's your host, holistic pharmacist, supplement expert, Big Mouth, Dr. Neil Smoller. Broadcasting from the most famous small town in the world, Woodstock, New York. I'm here with Dana, the producer. Hello. Our featured conversation is about the only supplement I recommend for weight loss, which is meal replacement shakes. Very uh, hot take from me here. First, I just want to say thanks for all the love that we've been getting. Lots of really nice comments on LinkedIn and Facebook and all over the place and email. I've been getting lots of fan mail. Um, Thank you very much for listening and giving us this great feedback. Don't forget to keep sharing and give us all those five-star reviews wherever you can. I just heard that Spotify is a big thing now. Like they're they're the largest platform for podcasts. So I guess we got to pay attention to that. They are blowing up. They are. I'm excited for it because you get free, free music, you know, like you can listen to music for free. You don't need to download bootleg stuff with Napster. Remember that? Vaguely. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody had horrible viruses on their computer because they would just download free music. That was when the internet was still really expensive and I didn't have it yet. Oh, Wow. Get yeah. Um, so I actually an internet pioneer. I was one of those dudes that not only had one of the first modems that had like insanely slow speed. It was like twenty four hundred baud's per second. It's like insanely low. Uh, like I had that uh, and had like Prodigy <laughs> and like AOL. <laughs> but before that, there was these things called uh, bulletin boards, and it was literally me dialing into another dude's computer. And then there was like a text-based menu where you can like leave comments and like talk smack about each other. And then you would uh, you could play little games, and then you would log off, and then another dude would log in, right? <laughs> and so the really nice ones had multiple phone lines, so like three people could be connected at once. So that's how much of an internet pioneer I am. But anyway. I mean, I remember all that because a few of my friends' parents worked for IBM, but that's uh, how rich you had to be, in my mind, mm-hmm. to have the internet back when, yeah. like back in the 90s. When when re- I, I moved to Albany, I was 17 to go to pharmacy college, and it changed my world having high speed internet that was just always on. I didn't have to dial up and get that headache from the the sounds. Instant <laughs> porn. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not saying, yeah, 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 lots of yeah. That. <laughs> it's, you were 17. You don't yeah, have to lie exactly. about it. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, the idea of you know the podcast. Uh, thank you very much. I w- did want to tell everybody that I'm taking over the Instagram account for Woodstock Vitamins. So Woodstock mm-hmm. Vitamins Instagram account is no longer going to be Woodstock Vitamins. It's going to be Dr. Neil Smoller. So because who the heck really cares about a supplement brand and their pictures of their their supplements? But, <laughs> you know, maybe they want to hear me talk. So we're going to steal the audience back from myself and then I'm going to put more pictures of me and my kids up there. So if you're not uh, a follower of us on Instagram, please do that because that'll be changing over as early as next week. So uh, let's get started. Dana, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? I've got the consumption. Uh oh. You know, I've, I've I don't want to be in the same room with you then. I had uh, I had pneumonia. I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, my whole house had a, like a horrible bronchitis. I'm being dramatic and saying it was pneumonia, but you know, it required pretty strong antibiotics that I normally don't take. And Yikes. I've been like, uh, you know, spilkis for for some weeks now. So same. I got a, a small cold, but I'm getting over it. But I might be clearing my throat. Mm-hmm. near the mic. I'll try not to. Yeah, you're gonna have to edit the smack out of this. Uh, <laughs> Just like, like that. now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually, so another exciting thing that we're doing. So on drneilsmoller.com, if you look on the top, it says supplement school. And so it's an online education platform where I teach other right now, other pharmacists, but I'm, I'm looking to teach anybody in the near future, anybody who wants to build a sustainable wellness practice with their expertise at the center. So uh, I had my first class last night. 
Oh, how'd it go? It was really, really, really good. Um, I have a couple ringers in the group, actually. Uh-oh. So my uh, one of my friends is uh, in the group, and I put put my cousin in the group. So mm-hmm. they gave me positive feedback, and they didn't have to. They could be jerks to me. So uh, they said it was really good. So we're... We're helping people along and building the wellness, uh, you know, practice of their dreams and and trying to make it, you know, with integrity. So we're teaching them the holistic standard and the supplement quality standard. So it's it's really cool. You can check that out if you want to. But I was like coughing and I was trying to do something where I could record it and it would be permanent and then I could use it for on demand in the, in the future. And there's just like a lot of me going like way off mic and <laughs> like trying not to cough on camera. So but anyway, let's talk about shakes. Let's talk about shakes, baby. <laughs> I was thinking about how every time we talk about shakes and weight loss, I think about shake weights, and then I think about that South Park episode. <laughs> it's <laughs> Such really, a good one. Yeah, it's really disgusting. But yeah, I think that shakes are an excellent choice for healthy weight loss. Really? Absolutely. That's I'm, I'm honestly surprised. Why are you surprised? Because uh, pretty much every health professional I know says that the best way to consume your nutrients is by eating. Of course, yes. And and I just I'm I'm surprised I wouldn't think that you would promote anything that synthesized. Yes, I don't I don't like it's not ideal, but it is the only supplement that I recommend for weight loss. So when somebody comes to me and says I want to lose weight, what supplement is there? I won't tell them about all the horrible stimulant type things and all the chemicals because here's here's the real rap that I give people. If there was a pill or supplement that worked for weight loss, it would be $5,000 a pill and it would be prescription only. And in fact, I'd have to keep it with armed guards because so many people would want it, right? If it actually worked, if we could be, you know, um, uh, thoughtless in our eating and be thin because of a pill, it would be so much money. So I believe in the capitalistic nature of this country. (laughs) And because there is no $5,000 pill, um, I know that there's nothing that works for weight loss. So what can I weigh in on that? Way in, sure. Yeah, that was okay. A good pun. That, I thank mm-hmm. you. You're it welcome. was intended. Mm-hmm. So when I was 21, I took Xenadrin, which at the time mm-hmm. was uh, the Malhung extract, mm-hmm. and I think it was like alkalized or something like that, which is now illegal because, of mm-hmm. course, that's how you make methamphetamines. Mm-hmm. But the reason it was made illegal is because so many people were abusing Xenadrin specifically and having heart attacks and stuff. I'm sure Shrubs. we all remember mm-hmm. that. I used it properly mm-hmm. and I lost 50 pounds and I kept it off because I made a lot of other lifestyle changes. And I think it is. Very unfortunate that was so badly abused and especially Mm -hmm. used to make meth because if a person were taking it under a doctor's care, using it properly, I do think it would help a lot of people. I will say, though, that I took it for way too long and prolonged use of it badly affected my liver. So, again, that's why I'd say under a doctor's care. But, you know, I'm that was my personal experience. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, but it worked for me. And I just wish that it could still be prescribed because then, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of people who aren't morbidly obese don't need like bariatric surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. They would be helped by it. But it's, again, it's not legal here. So. I don't know a lot of fat cokeheads either, right? So, I mean, there are drugs <laughs> that can make you thinner because of what they do. But the idea that you talked about is that it's not sustainable and the stimulant effect is very harmful uh, when done. And really, when you look at those drugs in the big clinical trials, unless it's accompanied with all of the healthy stuff you're supposed to do anyway, there's going to be little to no change, two to three pounds, very, very minimal uh, weight loss. And yeah, so people do get, you know, people get results from anything. And there's lots of stuff out there that can help people. um, And, you know, obviously with responsible practices, 
technically anything could work, right? They do the frog licking stuff and it makes people <laughs> feel better about themselves, but obviously like they're having seizures on a beach somewhere and it could drown. So, you know, there's lots of possibilities as I, I've been saying very frequently on the podcast. It's not the medicine, it's the spoon. There's sometimes just the act of doing something can be enough for people. So again, the reason that I like the the shakes is because it is the only healthy choice in a supplement store for losing weight because it allows for calorie reduction, which is a goal, right, of losing weight, eating less calories, without too much junk stuff. And in fact, if you get a, a well-made shake, you can actually have a pretty reasonably healthy, you know, snack or meal. Um, so I think that uh, I think that shakes are great. And, you know, we're in the New Year's resolution frame of mind, so we might as well talk about this kind of stuff, losing weight and stuff. There are two major problems with shakes, and mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk about them right now. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, just leave that out as a teaser, they call it. Ooh, big market tease. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get into some of the other problems. But there are two major problems with shakes that I find just from, you know, my experience of working with people with shakes that need to be addressed that are outside all of the normal problems that we have with supplements. So we'll get back to those. So let's first, to do a shake correctly, though, and to talk about shakes correctly, there are two things that we need to do. First, we have to talk about what are we trying to do with nutrition anyway? And then we should talk about what are the what is it that we're actually buying? Because that's a big problem. A lot of people don't even know what the heck they're getting. You know, they're just buying it like they buy dog food. It just looks pretty on the cover. Ooh, oranges are healthy and fruits and vegetables are healthy and that looks good. And then they flip to the ingredients panel and there's a million ingredients and they all sound healthy. So then they say, Ooh, this sounds good, but we don't really understand what we're, what we're buying. So first let's talk about nutrition. So we've done this pretty extensively. There are two bits of, um, uh, I guess data that we should always direct people to when we talk about nutrition. So I did a webinar on nutrition and I did an article. My favorite article is Dietary Jenga. Um, oh, I remember and, that one. <laughs> it's really good. So, um, and then the the third one is the is the basis for it all the the campfire. Eat to fuel your fire. So that's that's kind of like my nutrition school of thought. So, so essentially, what I teach people is there are three obstacles for understanding nutrition. First, you have to understand what makes a food healthy, what makes a meal healthy, and then you have to understand what makes a day healthy. So what makes a food healthy is that it's rich in one of the macronutrients, proteins, fats, or complex carbohydrates. I'll look at people, Dana, and I'll be like, what? Name a healthy food. And like, they'll struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because um, they, they want to get all complicated. They want to like go to that higher level thinking like GMO and all that other Don't think about that. So apples are healthy. Well, what makes apples healthy? And they start talking about the vitamins and the sugar content and all this crazy stuff. And no, what makes a, an apple healthy is that it's rich in complex carbohydrates, right? And huh. carbohydrates and complex carbohydrates are one of the macronutrients that we need. And we need lots of them. So it's rich in that. And so it's a healthy food. So chicken, for example, is healthy because it's rich in, do you know what? One? Protein. Protein. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and nuts are healthy because it's rich in proteins and fats, right? So, so that's what makes the food healthy. So if we look at a, a cheeseburger made at home... Okay, mm -hmm. uh, versus a cheeseburger made at McDonald's, we can see that the cheeseburger made at home 
as uh, as a food might be healthier than the McDonald's one. And you would say, oh, the McDonald's one's full of chemicals. And, and that may be true. But just from a macronutrient standpoint, McDonald's, like those processed foods will have low protein, high fat, high sugar, you know, high bad carbs, right? Whereas the, the one that we do at home, it's a cheeseburger still, but it's going to be rich in proteins. And the fats are you know, not going to be the greatest, but they're going to be a lot better than the, the other things. So, so it's a real good like measuring stick to determine what makes a food healthy. Second is we have to say, well, what makes a meal healthy then, right? And so let's define what a meal is. Well, a meal is all three macronutrients at once, okay? So when we eat a meal, we should be getting all three of those things. Uh, so, you know, fruit salad is a very healthy thing, but if it doesn't have the proteins and the fats, you're not really having a meal. And a snack is technically just a small meal, that's all. It's just a, a small meal. So when we eat our breakfast in the morning, I know a lot of people will get up and they'll have, um, let's just say, um, oatmeal, right? Mm -hmm. So oatmeal, is it rich in protein? No, not really. Is it rich in fat? No, not really. Is it rich in carbohydrates? It is, but it's not even rich in the good form of car carbohydrates. So they're literally eating something and they're putting food in their body, but it's not a healthy meal because it's not giving them the three macronutrients that they need. It's my understanding that because it's simple carbs, it's spiking your blood sugar and that's really bad to have first yep. thing in the morning because you've technically been fasting yep. the whole time you're asleep. Right. So to keep with the simple kind of concept of what nutrition is. So I use the campfire analogy. Yes. So each, each one of these macronutrients are metabolized by our bodies in different ways, right? Carbohydrates are burnt up really, really quickly. So I think of them in a campfire, like the twigs and the, and the kindling, right? The stuff that you start the fire with, right? It's going to burn quick and it's uh, going to light up quick, but it's not going to last very long. Right. And then the next we have is proteins, which it's going to take a little bit longer for it to light, but it'll light pretty quickly. And then it'll last longer than carbs, but not very long. And then you have the fats, which are like those big logs that you throw on the fire. Mm -hmm. It takes them a while to get burnt, but then they'll burn for a long time. Right. right. So that, you know, you go to McDonald's and you eat that big double cheeseburger. You don't need more food for, you know, a two weeks because you have that fat just sitting in your belly <laughs> waiting to be digested. So, so we want to make a campfire because, uh, you know, we need to stay warm. Uh, and by warm, I mean energy, uh, you know, I keep our metabolism high, our blood sugar. We need that to be consistent for us to function, to have our brains work, all of that stuff, right? So in order for us to, 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 to like have this healthy life, we need to make a campfire. And if you've made a campfire before, you may have made bonfires, you know, no matter what the size of that campfire, it's pretty much only going to burn for a couple hours, right. right? So this is the Thanksgiving thing, right? You eat a massive amount of calories, triple what you would normally eat in a day. <laughs> and five hours later, you're like, yeah, I could probably eat something. I could yeah. do that, you know? So the, the idea of, you know, getting the right size because it doesn't really matter, you know, um, so this is the calorie count. We don't have to get into that. But anyway, so you want to make a campfire and you want to make it as soon as you wake up because there was no fire burning last night, right? You're going to be frozen if you wake up in the tundra. We need that warmth. Uh, we need a, a meal early and it needs to be balanced so that way it lasts. But we should be replenishing our fire every few hours throughout the day to make sure that we're maintaining our energy levels, our glucose levels, our metabolic rate. And, you know, so this is the nutrition theory that I subscribe to. This is why I 
outright reject intermittent fasting. It may be good to help control people that are eating unhealthy. It may help you lose weight, but I believe it's not providing a consistent energy level. So people that already are having a problem focusing or like having mental clarity or any of that stuff and they're not eating first thing in the morning. That's the, you know, you know, next to lunch and dinner, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So, (laughs) so the idea of like holding it all and then just binge eating later, I just completely outright, outright reject that. In fact, I believe that like by fasting, you decrease your metabolic rate. So overall, like your metabolism is going to be slower than it would be if you're eating small, healthy meals throughout the day. So, so I say all of that because we have to remember, what are we trying to do when we're using uh, shakes or when we're trying to lose weight? We're trying to reduce our total calories, but we still need to eat those things. We still need the fire burning. And this is why shakes are cool because you could take one meal or one snack out, which are normally like between three and 500 calories each and replace it with maybe 150 to 200 calorie meal replacement that has the this this the kindling the sticks and the logs all in it you know in one little scoop right so that sounds advantageous to me it's a good way to to go about that does that make sense to you um, as a as a lay person yes mm-hmm. um and so the problem is is like we get confused like most you know the natural products industry it's just like people end up with the wrong product because they have the wrong expectation or the wrong, um, you know, like, uh, I guess goals in mind here. They Mm -hmm. think that they're going to take that shake and it's going to, you know, revolutionize their life or they can just eat the shake. And and that's not what we're saying. We're saying that for one, maybe two meals a day, you can pull out, you know, some food and you can then eat that. And the nice thing is like, if you are really busy and you don't have time, a healthy shake would be much better than those silly, like kind bars and all this stuff that people think are healthy, uh, because they, they're not, strong in proteins and fats and all of the healthy stuff that you need. So I think that, you know, I've made my, my, uh, my point about, <laughs> about the, the shakes. We still have problems with shakes and there is a layer of quality related issues that actually gets more complex because when we talk about quality related things with supplements, cause that's what I focus on. That's what I, I try to know is that it's hard enough when you have a single thing in a pill bottle, right? In, right. in a, in a, in When you have fish oil, you're just dealing with fish oil-related quality things. When you have a protein powder, you're just dealing with protein. But then when you add all these other things, which are the different types of macronutrients and their sources, and then all the vitamins and herbs that end up up in these products, then you have this uh, very complicated quality picture. And Mm, That's a good point. Yeah, it is is a a really good point, I would say, in fact. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I believe that, the shakes are great low calorie alternatives. You know, another low calorie alternative that is a l- way more natural, what is still a meal, is still a snack, is a smoothie, right? You can make a smoothie and accomplish the same goal, have a lower calorie meal, except now you're eating real foods and you don't have to worry about the chemicals and the, and the quality and all that other stuff. But when you make a smoothie, it has to follow the same rules. It has to have proteins, fats, and complex carbohydrates, so every day, Mrs. Big Mouth Pharmacist makes <laughs> collagen smoothies. Collagen has changed her GI profile for life. Like, uh, mm. you know, uh, her family has like um, 
uh, they call it dihoofus of the blowhole. So, <laughs> so their guts are very sensitive um, to um, fats and very sensitive to stress. Mm-hmm. So, um, so probiotics are obviously a big uh, helper, but uh, collagen being used by almost all of them now since we've been promoting it um, has reduced the inflammation of the, and they, they feel better. So she consumes collagen every single day. So she makes one and then collagen is a protein source. So that's the protein. She throws in a little coconut oil or maybe a little bit of like Greek yogurt or something like that. And then she throws in whatever combo of vegetables and spices and stuff like that. So that's a meal because we have protein, fats, and complex carbohydrates right there. And because it's not, you know, we're not drinking a gallon of it. And those are low calorie alternatives, right? You ever seen the pictures of 200 calories of celery versus 200 calories of anything else? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a plate of celery is 200 calories, but like two little bites of most things that people eat are 200 calories. Right. So, um, so, you know, you can get a lot of food, you get a lot of satiation because your body feels like it has enough nutrients in there and you, um, and you get less calories. Yeah. So it's a nice little combo. And that's what I'd prefer everybody to do. Like if you want to lose weight, instead of taking any supplement, I would say get a smoothie into your life. You know, replace your breakfast, replace your lunch with a smoothie, and then it'll decrease your total caloric intake for the day. And then over time, you'll lose weight. It's it's a really great well, option. something about that that I think a lot of people don't know, I do know because we are speaking my language. I'm about the weight loss shakes, smoothies, all that. When juicing first became popular, uh, I started, juicing. Hey, hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I started, you know, like reading up on it. And what so many nutritionists said over and over again is that, first of all, don't juice because you're stripping away all the fiber mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just losing a lot of nutrients. You're pretty much left with sugar water. Sugar water. Sugar but, vitamin water. Yes, exactly. Without 50 cent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Drink um, vitamin water. Yo, die trying. <laughs> As far as making smoothies, you know, if you're adding any sort of fruit or vegetable into it, most nutritionists recommend consuming it within about 20 minutes of making it. Like don't make it the night before because blending it up, macerating it is mimicking chewing. Mm -hmm. And those, you know, like fruits and vegetables break down very quickly to the sugar. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, you basically have like a 20 minute window to consume it Mm -hmm. so that you get all the nutrients before it breaks down into nothing like you're you're just trying to get it into you so i've told a lot of my friends like you cannot make your smoothie the night before and grab it and go to work you have to make it first thing in the morning yeah and i mean if even i wouldn't say 20 minutes but like you've got time you know to consume it but it will start to break down the thing is we we don't have the ability to break down cell walls that's why it's roughage to us Mm -hmm. that's why fruits and vegetables just kind of pass through us and bulk everything up but when you blend it you're breaking them down into the smaller sugar molecules and such so so yeah you'll you'll get a little bit of more of a sugar uh, high from doing that but not (laughs) not that much very good point. Thank ya. But then people don't know what they're buying. So they want to go to a, a, a store and then they end up buying um, whatever product. And th- I've seen all of the things that people buy, uh, probably 200 different shake types uh, I've seen over the years now. And, you know, the the more common ones now are from a very popular national brand that I don't think anybody should pay any attention to because they're owned by Nestle now. I did an article about the subject Garden of Lies, so uh, you might be able to infer <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, but, you know, so... So when we're looking for a smoothie, what we want is something that has a good source of protein, a 
good source of fats and a good source of like fibers or complex carbohydrates. That's really all we're looking for. All the other stuff is marketing. All the other stuff is thrown in there to make you feel like it's healthier than it is. We're really just trying to get those basic macronutrients. You're getting your vitamins and your minerals from the rest of your diet. This smoothie shouldn't act like a multivitamin for you. And that's the problem. I see a lot of people, this is problem number one with dietary shakes. I see a lot of people taking these shakes and they're buying the ones that have added vitamins to them, right? A shake serving will have literally the same amount as a high dose multivitamin. So it'll be a very potent dose of like synthetic vitamins in it. And then that person will consume the shake two to three to four times a day in an attempt to lose weight. Okay. Mm. So think about that. You're now taking two to three to four times the amount of vitamins that you should be taking in a day. A multivitamin should just be a once daily thing, if at all. Right. And we have enough people that are doing these shakes and they're, they're overdosing. But then those same people are probably also taking supplements, right? They're also taking multivitamins too. Thinking so. that because they're not eating, they're not getting the right amount of nutrients. Is there some way, like, wh- how do you know you're overdosing on micronutrients? Like, If are- you're taking them from a pill, you're overdosing on micronutrients. I mean, that's really what the simplest way to think about it. Well, is there, there any physical... Like, well, so any symptoms, you know, you've heard of people uh, turning orange from carrots, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so people can eat a lot of carrots and they turn orange because of the dyes. So if you had that same amount of vitamin A uh, from uh, a like a supplement, you mm-hmm. you die. Yeah. <laughs> so so the that's a good indicator. Yeah, so any amount of, um, you know, if you look at like the RDAs of these things, so like how much you really need in a day and how much these are providing, they're normally factors more than what you need. So, so even just using one is taking more than you need in most situations. Mm -hmm. And so if you're getting them from your diet and doing that to a high degree, then now we're running the risk of like way overdosing on these things. And that's, it just has to be considered period. You know, we can argue about the the relative risks of isolated vitamins and all that stuff. But what I want people to avoid here is just the idea that the, the shake can be taken all day without consideration of that overdose problem. There have been so many people that I've made feel better, have a better quality of life just by stopping the number of servings of shakes, right? They'll come into me and they'll say, I feel like crap. My gut hurts. What are you doing? And we look at the supplement regimen and there's duplication there. And then they have this shake and the shake has got multivitamins in it too. And I say, stop everything. Stop everything. If you want to go bland with a diet and have like, you know, bananas, apple, rice, toast, and just like let yourself chill, stop everything. Three days later, people will respond back. I can't believe it was the supplements, the things that I was taking that was making me feel bad. These are our are pharmaceutical chemicals. They're coming from pharmaceutical companies most of the time. Uh, even the ones that are food-based, you can get too much of them because, you're, like you said about the juice, you're stripping away all of the other stuff that's normally in- incorporated with the nutrient. So, mm. so I believe the best shakes are the ones that don't have any vitamins in them. So I, we're surrounded by shakes right now. <laughs> so... Like I have one, the the one that I do is a plant-based protein. It's called Vital Protein Plus. There is literally no added vitamins to this at all. Um, they, I think they put like a couple supplements in here. They put um, 
some stuff for your gut, IgG. They put a prebiotic called arabinoglactin, my favorite one. And they put in some glucoferanin, which is like a broccoli seed extract. That's mm. it. Those three things. And I would hope that not everybody's supplementing those things. But I have left over um, from uh, a days past all of these crazy shakes that people would use. So if if you can see, Dana, I know we'll probably put this in the show notes or something like that, but you can see that there's a lot of fine print here. It looks like a horrible contract you're about to sign, yeah. right? It's in the supplement facts panel. There is like, a lot. It's like an eight by 10 piece of paper that lists all these synthetic chemicals. And again, we're considerate about the types of chemicals. So the the B vitamins are methylated and the, the minerals are chelated. So they're going to be more absorbable, more bioavailable, but there's too, too many of them. There's just way too many uh, uh, supplements in here. So if somebody were to use this, I would say you would not use this more than once or twice a day. We have mm-hmm. to be considerate of that. The idea that we can just take these things uh, four times a day has to stop. So when you use a shake, be careful of the micronutrient content. Don't buy ones that have micronutrients if they do have them in there, you're cut off once a day and then stop taking any multivitamins that you might have because you're already getting your multivitamins from this product. That is really surprising advice, but Thank it makes you. sense. There it is. I'm trying to like blow people's minds here. You're doing it, man. The The matrix moment is what I always say to people. It's like you get the red pill or the blue pill. And if you take the right one and you, you become Neo, then you're dodging the bullets of all the propaganda and BS that's out there in the <laughs> supplement industry. So, you know, I guess we can get right into my other problem with supplements that I've found that people do before we like dig into quality. So we just talked about how the idea of a shake is to remove calories, to reduce calories, to use it as a substitute for food, right? Yes. I hear this 90% of the time with people that are using shakes. Well, I take my powder, which is a complete meal, And I mix it with a bunch of fruits and vegetables and yogurt and nuts and seeds and spices and all this other stuff. And I said, that's excellent. Just take your shake powder out of that and you have something excellent, right? Right. So that you're doubling up. The point of the powder is to substitute those things. So if you're going to do all the work of making a healthy smoothie, then just do the smoothie. That's way healthier for you. You don't need to then add this other horrible form, potentially, because that's what most of the stuff is, of these nutrients. People double up too much. And even when you make a smoothie, I hear people making these amazing-sounding concoctions. Oh, it's got this high-fat Greek yogurt, high-protein, and then I put a bunch of nuts in it, and then I put olive oil. And so right there, there are two sources of protein, two sources of fat. Each meal should really only have one. You're not going to sit down and have chicken and fish. I mean, unless you're really hungry, you know, you're going to have... Well, surf and turf. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's that's occasional. That's like vacation. So I went to Costa Rica and I had a whole plate of meat. It was like sausage and like then it was all the organ meats because that's what they do. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh my God, forget that. All right, so anyway. <laughs> the, um, oily. It was horrible. It was the best horrible <laughs> thing that... It's like having a kid was the best horrible thing ever. The... <laughs> the uh, So, yeah, so people are just like doubling up. So even when people are making smoothies, just by reducing the number of protein sources will do them fine because you don't want your smoothie or your shake to end up being six or 700 calories. Yeah. Then you're just defeating the purpose because you you feel good drinking it. You think that it's lower calories, but now you've actually increased your caloric intake for a meal or a snack. And, And again, because it's going to be lighter than most foods, you may feel hungrier sooner and then you might lead to overeating and such. So, so just by, you know, doing smoothies incorrectly or, you know, 
shakes incorrectly by adding a smoothie to it, um, you can get way too much calories and kind of defeat the purpose. So yeah, realistically with a smoothie, if you're adding the protein powder, A for nutrients, but also maybe to help with the flavor, you could simply replace that with cocoa powder and a little bit of honey. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's way simpler ways to do it. Um, if, if you just don't like the way that it tastes, but I feel like if you're going to do any effort, it just makes more sense to just do the smoothie. Yeah, you know? <laughs> seriously. Cause you can do a smoothie very, very easily. So there are lots of different types of powdered nutrition supplements. You walk into our store and we've got like 18 feet of just big jugs of supplements, you know, mm -hmm. and so uh, supplement powders, I should say. So, so what is the difference? And, you know, I tried to explain this on a couple of the blogs, but essentially, you know, when you buy these things, there are protein only powders, right? There are shake mixes which are proteins, fats, and complex carbohydrates. That's like the Vital Protein Plus I was using as an example. And then you have shake mixes with vitamins in them. And that's the shake mix, proteins, fats, and complex carbohydrates with the multivitamin serving, whatever that may be. You know, I've got one, the ultimate brain support that we have that, you know, we're going to be clearancing out and getting rid of because just fundamentally I don't agree with it, right? <laughs> it's got all these different vitamins and supplements in them, which is fine. You're like, if you want those things, just take the supplement, you know? Right. Instead of trying to take it in a shake or a smoothie. So those are the different types of things. So make sure you know what you're buying. So if you want to buy a meal replacement that's a simple scoop and go and you're getting everything, that's a, a, a shake. That's a meal replacement. If you're looking for just the protein source, you're making a smoothie and um, and you want to add a protein to it to you know kind of even it out because you don't want to blend up tuna fish, uh, <laughs> then that's a protein only thing, right? And then try to stay away from the vitamin rich ones because you're getting your vitamins from everything else. So the one thing everybody should know about supplement quality is that there is no worse sector or category of uh, supplements when it comes to quality than freaking sports supplements. And sports supplements ends up being the arena where a lot of people are getting these meal replacements or these smoothies mixes, these shakes. Yeah, I'm going to use all the words interchangeably now just to mess with you. So, <laughs> Thanks, boss. So all the meal replacements um, and, and these shake powders are, are come from a lot of like sports related things and how do you know it's a sports related supplement well normally it's got a lot of x's in the title right yeah. and it's black and shiny and there's some ripped dude that hasn't drank water in ever it was conceptualized know. in florida <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's in a strip mall somewhere right. you know that's what it is and and it's the, you know the muscle smasher 3000 so so whenever you see those products your first instinct should be like you know, guard up and I have to be concerned about quality. There has been more incidences of like synthetic uh, compounds, illegal substances, pharmaceutical drugs found in those products than any other category, you know? Um, so it's something to, that we should be very well aware of. So then like when we have these shakes, there's different types of shakes. There's the, you know, the because there's different types of proteins. So some people are planosauruses, right? They mm -hmm. don't want to eat any whey based protein so they'll use um plant-based protein and either one is fine i don't really care as long as you get protein so um you know my opinion of course vegetarianism veganism they're excellent options as long as you do it right you can't eat oreos and say you're a vegan like that's still an unhealthy <laughs> diet so you technically are a vegan but it's not healthy so um so the plant proteins tend to be um incomplete proteins meaning they don't have all the amino acids mm -hmm. so they'll normally be, be in blends right so okay. they'll have uh, so pea with rice or like 
hemp with rice. You know, the, so they'll like normally pair uh, the things together. That's why like rice and beans is a common thing because it's it's pairing mm, and yeah, pairing yeah, up and yeah. making the protein complete. So you know, and again, we've talked about that at length, and you know, a million people talk about the idea of like how to keep the protein together. Regardless, what you should know is that if there's rice in the substance, there's a good chance that it would have arsenic in it because that was uh, a major issue re recently. So yeah, like, we actually yeah. check pretty quickly um, the arsenic uh, counts of all of our protein powders, like every lot, just to make sure that. And we actually threw out a bunch of brands because they weren't sharing the information with us. Oh. So uh, we used to have lots of uh, shakes from different brands, but now we just have our own. So the arsenic is a big thing and it's something that people don't consider. And, you know, um, I don't like arsenic. I don't feel like it's something that I want to ingest. So I won't pay money to then put, put arsenic in my body. One of the things that I like to teach people about protein is uh, we talked about a little bit with collagen. We were talking about that. The idea that, you know, you're looking to get type two collagen or whatever, and they'll uh, cut it with lower cost proteins because the way that we analyze to determine like, you know, so you have to do finished product testing on these things to prove that there's a protein in there, that there's actually collagen. So they don't, there's no way to like really measure that. So what they do is they break the protein down to its, its parts, the amino acids, and then they measure the amino acid content. Hmm. That's like one of the testing methods. So if you were unscrupulous, you could literally label your thing collagen and put some cheap protein in there, hmm. right? Because then it wouldn't matter because at the end of the day, the test to prove what it is would uh, just require some amino acid content. You can go one step further, and this is what happens with all that proteins. You know, they're processed all the crap because they're just buying the, the junkiest protein ever, but they need to get those amino acid counts up, so then they spike it with synthetic amino acids. Damn. And we're not really programmed to take synthetic compounds in. You know, we've evolved to eat protein. Right. So proteins, when they're processed, you had mentioned, like, when you process fruits and vegetables, it makes them easier to digest. You know, you have to eat them quickly. Same thing with proteins. As soon as you cut them, as soon as you cook them, it'll change the, the and denature is what it's called, the the, the, the shape and the, the size of the protein. Break them into these little globules. And that's what our stomach's doing too, breaking them into little pieces. But those are groups of amino acids and that's what we're programmed to absorb. So you might get a protein that says it has 18 grams per serving, but it's all amino acids and our body isn't, incorporating that in the same way that we would other foods. Hmm. You know? So that's an important thing to remember. Does that make sense? It does. And I think you may have just answered a question that I have about rice and pea protein as far as just processing them. But yep. I have always wondered how you can get protein out of two things that are typically starchy carbs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can process anything, and that's essentially what they do. So it's not right. You're not getting rice. That's only if you buy that really famous guy's uh, mushroom products. You right. Know, <laughs> he's just selling rice with some mushroom roots sprinkled on top of it. The rice is processed to pull the protein component out of it. Mm -hmm. The pea is processed. to It's like rice protein concentrate is what uh -huh. it's referred to as. So, yeah, everything is processed to all gazoo and that's another consideration if you're buying a protein so our myosep protein i would brag is one of the most minimally processed proteins It's the closest to whole food protein as you can get that was one of the considerations because proteins are normally like a byproduct of other things like they're coming from waste so it's like cheese manufacturing so they're already processed a billion times so what does that protein really look like it's denatured to all get up right so you're not going to have that same 
effect as you would eating that source. And that's what we're trying to do is approach that. So, so yeah, so how highly processed your protein is can, can come into play. But again, the other things that we have to consider here from a quality perspective around the proteins, again, I've talked about this a lot, but any contamination. So if it's whey and it's coming from a cow or like a goat or whatever your cheese source is, um, antibiotics are being injected into them. They're being injected with hormones. You have to think about all of that stuff. The grass that they eat, if they're eating eating grass, are they eating gross you know, grains and stuff like that. Corn. So all, all of that stuff has to be considered. The protein sources in some foods, uh, some shakes, like you know the insurers of the world and stuff, they, mm. the proteins are from corn. Uh, it's because of the glut of corn that we have instead of a healthier protein source. Um, so we have to think about all of those things when we're buying these products. Unfortunately, there isn't uh, you know, a label that you can kind of read that would say that it does all that stuff. And a lot of the claims that people make about how healthy their products are, it's just marketing BS. Like you would have to like really test them to know um, what's going on there. Do you have an opinion on um, like greens? Yes. So greens that would go into a shake or just greens in general? You know, there's like athletic greens and skinny greens and all that. All of that stuff? Yeah. Can I tell you a story? I was doing for supplement school the lecture I was talking about, the scientifically ambiguous. And I said to them, like, you can get into the scientifically ambiguous if you want. I kind of don't, you know. Um, As I was searching for stuff, on my Facebook came this (laughs) this green smoothie girl. I don't Mm -hmm. know who the hell she is. And she's got a sticker that you put on your iPhone that gobbles up all the electromagnetic radiation and like that's what <laughs> that she's selling sounds totally and legit. it's a hundred percent effective and it's like little one of those little hologram stickers that we used to have when we were little yeah. kids that just sticks on your iphone so when i think of green smoothies now i think of that and oh. what's even worse is that dr mercola <laughs> who people respect is writing a is releasing a book he didn't write anything i'm sure he's got people doing this for him now it's called emf which is a very funny title yeah. but he's talking about how 5g and wi-fi is going to kill you you know and his conclusion is that cigarettes it took them 50 years to determine cigarettes are dangerous I, yeah i think that's a little bit of false equivalency sir but anyway that's just <laughs> me kind of going on so yeah the green green portion the 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 complex carbohydrates portion so here's a dirty little secret most shakes don't really have any greens in them Mm. Um, some will have like a speck of greens and that's, this is where like looking at that supplement facts panel to determine the weight of the greens. So if the dose is 50 milligrams or hundred milligrams of our green powder blend, 50 milligrams is 50 pieces of a paperclip cut into a thousand pieces. That's not a lot. That's like, you can, it's like a little bit of powder that you could like dab on your tongue. I think that would be a good trip if you had LSD, like that's the amount of it. Right. So most of the complex carbohydrates are from fibers. So that'll be like inulin or chicken chicory or like whatever oat fiber banana powder it'll just be some generic fiber to act as a complex carbohydrate so you're not even really getting a serving of fruits or vegetables then what people should know because we're talking about greens most green powders are highly diluted so if you looked at a scoop maybe the bottom quarter or less is actual greens and the rest of it is filler and sometimes they'll just put generic filler sometimes they'll put fiber so, you know, our product is Vital Greens and Reds. And I, I tell people, like, it's not all greens because if it was all greens, it would be like this black, muddy, gross-tasting, bitter thing. <laughs> uh, because imagine concentrating greens down into, like, a, a powder. It would be gross. So to make it prettier, make it taste better, we dilute it. 
Ours is diluted with fiber sources that you would find in shakes, which is a lot better than just having it be inert microcrystalline cellulose type stuff. Mm. So, so greens or powders are okay. And this is where I'll nudge people towards if they're like, I want to take a multivitamin. I want to take a multivitamin. Well, if you want to, why don't you take a green supplement, a well-made green supplement that might give you the vitamins and the minerals and even some antioxidants that you're not getting. Now, it's not going to give you the thousand percent that you would get in a multivitamin, but you're going to be getting a healthy source and at least getting maybe a serving or two of your vegetables that you might be missing. Hmm. So there's that. Does that answer your question mm-hmm. or not? No, it does. Okay. <laughs> it's, right. a, it's a lot to think about, but it, I mean. There's a ton of stuff here, man. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like uh, I've I've tried some green things, uh, like some green smoothies. Uh, one from GNC, man, that messed with my period so badly. Nice. Like if you're, well, you're not if, supposed to put it in your vagina. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> thanks, doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, any any women still of t- childbearing ages, man, if you want to experience cramping, like no mm. one's freaking business. Try those greens from GNC. Yeah, and I mean, you've got to think about so like what kinds of things are in there. What are the potential things that. Uh, are along for the ride that shouldn't be there. So there's a lot of variables at play. And, you know, the thing that I I say, I understand why people are looking for these, but there are way healthier ways to accomplish all of this. So, well, you know, because we're getting close to the end here, let's just kind of go quickly. So what they'll use for fats in these things, again, MCT oil, or sometimes they'll use unhealthy fats. So they'll use uh, highly processed seed oils. So those are like the Franken oils. So Mm -hmm. You know, if you pressed sunflower oil yourself, that's a lot different than the gross sunflower oil that they have uh, in most of these products. So you have to look out for that. And as we said, the carbs are typically these inexpensive fibers. So then you have to worry about all the supplement related problems. This is why I tell people just avoid the vitamins in your shake mix because, you know, what are the forms of the vitamins? What are the potential contaminants that are in there? Oh, there's herbs. Okay, well, now we have to worry about the form and the dose of the herb. And is it extracted properly? And, and you know, all of these questions then come to play and it makes the product really complex. And, and you know, the whole idea of being a jack of all trades and a master of none, that's kind of what I, I see in the supplement industry. So even in the brands that we select to make our stuff, they're really good at vitamins or they might be really good at fish oil, but they're not really good at probiotics. So we have to find a probiotic guy. You know, we got a guy for all of the things. So don't try to get an all-in-one product that has all the beautiful labeling and it looks healthy because you're going to be venturing into some some like rough, deep territory. The last thing I'll probably say is, you know, just from uh, uh, like a little warning, even if it has what seems to be reasonable ingredients and stuff, you can't forget that most of this stuff tastes like garbage. So then they have to sweeten it, <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, so they're going to throw in a bunch of gross sweeteners. So agave was the natural sweetener. It's got more fructose than high fructose corn syrup. And then sometimes they'll just use high fructose corn syrup. They'll say cane sugar because it sounds better than sugar, but it's just lots of added sugar and stuff that you don't need. So, um, just be really careful about that. So that's all I've got on, on the subject. I mean, I guess we can summarize and just kind of yeah. talk about what we got. So do you have any last questions as, as Joe, every man or Gene, every woman? Uh, not really, but what I'm, what I'm taking away from everything that you've said is that you probably shouldn't replace more than two meals max and really stick more to using them as, like a snack, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, you can use them to replace a meal. That's not a problem. Again, a meal is going to be four to 600 calories for most people. You know, if you're really off the rails, it's going to be more than that. So replacing it with something that's 200 calories that's properly balanced is great. It's a great way to lose weight. You know, just doing that twice a day, you're taking away four to 600 calories twice, right? So that's a big drop for a lot of people. And that might get you in the, in the range where you're not gaining weight or you're just maintaining or losing a half pound a week. That's great. You know, do that. More importantly, just do the thing. Replace the meal. And the meal would be proteins, fats, and carbs. So you don't need all that extra stuff. And if you have that extra stuff, then you really have to be careful of all these other things that we talked about. So I believe that the best meal replacement shake is essentially the three macronutrients from real healthy sources. They have to be processed to make sure that the nutritional integrity is intact. No contaminants and adulterants, so they have to be transparent about that. And minimally added vitamins and herbs and stuff like that. Get that from the rest of your diet. So that's it. What do you think of that? Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So if you are interested in more information, we've got it at our blog, woodstockvitamins.com. The top bar is a search bar. You type in any topic. I've pretty much written about it already. And you can get my thoughts, rantings, and ravings of the whole thing. Also, don't be afraid to go to drneilsmoller.com and check out all the stuff that I've got going on over there. I'm trying to, like, get it all together. There's got to be just one place for everybody. I'm sick of this, like, four different places to go, you know? Yeah, So we're going to strap it down a little bit and make, (laughs) make things easier. So that's it for this week. Thank you, Dana, for coming in and chatting with me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. And until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and be well. Be well.